We can warm up. Okay. Me, 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 me. <laughs> you, 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 you. You don't sound you, that bad. I think you're faking it. No, I'm constantly out of breath as we're doing this. Researchers testing the infinite monkey theorem. Not only did the monkeys produce nothing, but five total pages largely consisting of the letter S, the lead male began striking the keyboard with a stone, and other monkeys followed by urinating and defecating on the machine. And welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name's Henry, and I'm legally obligated to tell you that I have COVID. And my name is, I'm glad those monkeys recreated the works of Brett Easton Ellis John. And together we're Brett Easton Ellis and John, and I have COVID, coming at you with COVID to discuss the cultural happenings of that there zeitgeist in order to quarantine against something. Uh, Henry, I, I don't mean to be indelicate. What's up, buddy? So I, there's really no easy way, and I hate to broach it like at the start of the episode. Dude, just ask away. Ask me anything. I've heard through the grapevine that you have COVID. Who the fuck told you that? I will hunt them down to the ends of the earth and strike them from the record for spreading such falsities against my name. Uh, your doctor and I are both parts of a, of a secret clandestine organization, and word got around. Holy shit, it's <laughs> it's Bo is afraid come real. <laughs> you know? Maybe. Uh, right, uh, so I guess uh, the allegations I shall not beat. John, I have COVID. Mm, I'm uh, sorry to hear that. Uh, it, yeah. it, also, I, I gotta say, I'm sorry to hear that you're so late. Uh, I know. I thought I would be fashionably early with the COVID, get it before anybody was talking about it. But no, it's out of season now. Like this is this is really uh, a faux pas. It was really cool to have COVID about a month ago. You know how about a month ago, fucking everyone had COVID. Right, all those people who went to your house for the Halloween party. Yeah, all those people who went to the house and then was like, and then texted me later being like, I just thought I was depressed. Turns out, fuck off. You just thought you were depressed. What's really weird is I thought I had a sinus infection. So I I guess the sinus infection and depression, kind of like the same thing. Yeah, you had sinus depression. Uh, But it was very cool to have COVID a little while ago, and now you're a bit of a Johnny cough lately. And uh, catching yeah. COVID when it's not... I don't i don't know a single soul with COVID right now. It's me. Uh, you know me. 
No, that that is true. I do know you. All right, so you know one soul. I stand alone, along with half of my wife's family. <laughs> uh, the the holidays, from what I understand, a great time for everyone to get sick. Oh man, people are going crazy for getting sick right after the holidays. You got your old people, your young people, everybody's doing it. We're all coughing blood out of our hands. Out of our hands, into our hands. <laughs> into our hands. You you have um various levels of belief in things such as vaccinations and viral loads. Uh and you know, you you sit around a table filled with wet food that you're all breathing all over and then eating. It's no surprise that aunt chloe comes to visit chloe aunt co right covid oh sars coronavirus yeah yeah well no one calls her by her full name no one does that that's her married name yeah i i look i have covid (laughs) it's just it's part of me now i'm gonna carry this with me for the rest of my life yeah um, i heard you uh you went up to uh megan fox at a party and then megan fox was like hey do you know where the covid is and you said i am covid is this a reference yeah but apparently you know megan fox she was in a jennifer's body and i think some transformers movies yeah, she recently voiced somebody in the latest Mortal Kombat, and everybody kind of dragged her because her performance wasn't really good. Yeah, I think Megan Fox is maybe not a great actor. I, anyway, Megan Fox was like together with Machine Gun Kelly, and is maybe still together with Machine Gun Kelly. And apparently they met because she asked him where weed was at a party, and he said, I am uh, weed. Wow, that is... A love story for the ages, but, uh, <clears throat> Jesus, what is wrong with my voice? You have COVID. Oh, fuck, you're right. <sighs> Thanks for reminding me. Uh, so, a really cool thing about having COVID twice is I can compare this to when I had COVID the last time, and I gotta say, COVID, you're getting fucking weaker, bro. Yeah, I, uh, I experienced this myself. You become a bit of a COVID connoisseur. Yeah. Uh, for me... COVID round one was like, and I don't want to be hyperbolic, but there was a time where I was like, this is, this feels like I might be dying. I have to hard agree with you. There were a couple of coughing fits I had with COVID round one where I was like, maybe I should think about calling an emergency room or a hospital because I'm seeing spots. Yeah, I was stuck in a in a sweaty little air mattress trying to quarantine a tiny house. Didn't work. Uh, yeah. And I just like, I kept taking my temperature. I'm like, huh, this fever is really high and it's just not going down. And my whole body hurts so much. And I, I literally can't even get out of bed. Like, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about, I'm like, if I needed to go to a hospital, I would have to scream for my wife, then fiance <laughs> to come and like, carry me into the car because i can't walk could you even scream (laughs) i I think i could i think i could have mustered a scream or throwing something against the door okay yeah large thought against the door might that might work it was i was like making plans i'm like what if i need to like be (laughs) evacuated this is it, it was genuinely very scary i'm sure a lot of people went through the same thing yeah uh crazy thing about covid round two no fever at all uh 
just very tired, very shortness of breath, very panicked looked on a doctor's face when you tell her you have asthma and then produce your your inhaler and she takes one look at it and says, this is four years expired. Mmm, not good. Didn't know they could, didn't know they could expire. No, no one told me that. You'd think the stuff inside just stays good. Uh, apparently not. And so now I got a new crazy future high-tech inhaler. I, I didn't know they kept improving these things. Um, it's been a while since I've seen one in like a Hollywood movie. But uh, uh, now they're all like cylindrical and, and sleek and kind of neat looking. Wait a second, Henry. That's just an elf bar. Oh, shit. You caught me. What's an elf bar? <laughs> it's it's a, it's a fashionable, colorful e-cigarette that 20-year-olds like to suck on. Yeah, really weird. She handed me a vape and she said, smoke up, brother. <laughs> smoke up, brother. Go to town. It's so not weird. like real, but it's Delta 9. It's close enough. <laughs> yeah, the doctor was just like in a smoking jacket, puffing vape <laughs> vapor into my face saying, what? It's good for you. It's medicine. Hold on. Did you go to a real hospital, or did you go to Dr. Vapes-a-lot, Planet of the Vapes? I mean, they had doctor in the name, so I just figured it was going to be fine. <laughs> did you misread urgent? You <laughs> thought it said urgent care, but it actually said urgent uh, vape. <laughs> it wasn't even a joke there. <laughs> It uh, just said urgent vape. Uh, so I'm sorry to hear you have COVID and your inhaler was bad. Uh, I imagine having yeah. asthma makes COVID a lot fucking... You You fully lost your sense of smell and taste. I mean, I know we talked about this on the podcast, but you had like, right. the scariest COVID symptoms. Yeah, no, I thought I thought this was going to be long COVID. This is going to kill me. This is going to ruin my life. And all that, it came true. <laughs> but now I got weak COVID. And I'm hoping it just undoes all the damage that first COVID did because it's like weaker. This makes no sense. Yeah, it's like uh, if you get kicked in the head by a horse and you lose all your memories, you have to have another horse kick you in the head to get your memories back. Right, exactly. So like weak COVID comes in, patches up all the holes in my lungs, gives me my memory back, gives me superpowers because you took the superpowers I used to have. Uh, Of course. Yeah, I guess I can reveal it now. I used to be a superhero until I had COVID. Oh, wow. What? Which one? Midnight Pizza Man. Midnight Pizza Man? Wow, that's yeah. a really good one. I uh, I never had powers until I got COVID. Oh, shit. Which one are you? Um, I, I didn't really have a name, but I could cough out of my wrist. <laughs> so weird. I coughed blood out of my hands. Into my hands. What? <laughs> yeah, I would I would do the Spider-Man thing and my wrist would go. <clears throat> <laughs> Can't fake a cough right now. It'll make me cough. That's uh it's it's very sad. COVID's in the air. Stay safe, everybody. Mask if you can, but no one's yeah. fucking I'll doing be, that. I'll I'll be masking. What the fuck just fell in this room? Am I alone? <laughs> Listeners, it was Henry's lung. Oh god. <laughs> My lung just collapsed and made a loud noise in the room. Just fell out of your chest. <laughs> uh, no, that didn't happen. But I will be masking up for the foreseeable future because I am not about spreading this to anybody else. This fucking sucks. 
The only good thing this time around is I haven't lost my my sense of taste and smell. And because I know that's a possibility, it's like everything I'm tasting tastes a hundred times better than like it normally would. Yeah, I feel like you have to go around like knowing that it could happen at any moment. Enjoy everything. Yeah, yeah. Orange juice is fucking delicious. Like uh, Jamie made some uh, sweet potato casserole. Like the best thing I've had in weeks. Everything just tastes really, really good. Well, you better be eating because being sick burns a lot of calories. Yeah, I've been eating. Oh, man. I remember when I have COVID the first time and like my fever finally broke and I had an appetite again. I ordered like $30, no, like $40 worth of Chinese food for myself. Hell yeah. And I just sat on that sad little air mattress watching Dimension 20 videos and eating... (laughs) So much Chinese food and drinking so much sweet tea. It was great. Yeah, this won't help my current. uh, I have this weird. I I have a relationship with food that I don't talk about a lot where. uh, Like I like I like it when food can be treated like medicine where like eating will make me feel better. Uh The only problem you got, you got to have a hard boundary with that because sometimes the eating will not make you feel better. It just did in the past. And now you're just eating too much. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I can see that. I, I always appreciate when I know that I'm going through something where I'm like, my body needs to heal. Right. And then I eat a little bit extra, but then I eat like seven waffles. I'm like, well, I don't feel better. And I'm not sure my body's <laughs> actually like using this for anything. Yeah. No, it, like being sick is the ultimate. All right. Yeah, we're gonna eat a little more than we we use you usually do because we my, our body physically needs the energy to fight off the illness. Where you run into a problem is, oh man, I'm hungover. I got to get a greasy burger to oh, yeah. soak up all the alcohol. It's like you did that to yourself, though. <laughs> like that's not <laughs> you're 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 justifying eating unhealthily to make yourself feel better because you also drank unhealthily like there's a weird vicious cycle there i still when i'm hungover like uh i i don't eat these anymore but i'll think of like an egg and cheese mcgriddle which was like my go-to hangover food and like i'll think of it and I'll like salivate, not because the food will actually make me better. I truly crave it. My body is just remembering that it used to make me feel better. Right now, food right. is like, I mean, you know, the number of times I remember <laughs> being driven around in a car uh, after some sort of hangout after a comedy show that went to like two or three a.m. and just nursing on McDonald's hash browns. Yeah, that was great, but it does not make me feel better anymore. How do I know? I was earth shatteringly hungover in a Cracker Barrel, and I didn't want anything. Oh shit! Wait, wait when was this? Uh, this was in Louisiana. We went to a friend's wedding. Okay. Damn. Yeah, yeah. If you find yourself in a Cracker Barrel, so hungover you don't want any of the food, that's that's. It's not rock bottom. Like it's too. It's too white privileged to be rock bottom, but it's like a white person's rock bottom. Yeah, it, it is a relatively affluent white person's rock bottom to like look at a Cracker Barrel biscuit and be like, I couldn't even eat this if I wanted to. Yeah, I mean, like that place is, I'm not breaking any ground here. Cracker Barrel is for white people, right? Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah, I don't know that that's necessarily true. Uh, but it's definitely a restaurant that serves exclusively hangover food. 
Okay. Yeah. I was just saying, like, if you are white and you're in a Cracker Barrel and you don't want any of the food, like, something has happened. This place was built for you. The only thing that could have fixed me was Waffle House. Yeah. Good luck finding one of those around here. Some, Some boiling hot drip coffee. A bad pecan waffle. Ugh. Yeah. There was another, like, greasy diner place. And I... Something about a greasy diner is just good after a uh, a night of poor decisions. Oh, you know what's great if you if you have a really bad hangover and you're in bed till like two p.m. Uh, just because you know, you know that uh, truly incredible hangover feeling where you had a great night, you went to bed, you knew you drank too much, but you'll be okay in the morning. You drank sixteen ounces of water, and then like. <laughs> The feeling when you exit sleep and the hangover starts to like creep into the corners of your vision and you yeah. realize you're hungover and then you just have to fucking sit in it. <laughs> Horrible. Uh, it's always, it always gets me. I'll wake up and I'm like, oh, I feel fine. And then I'll pick my head up. And that's when like the first throb of like the blood that's been pooling in my head kind of it's like parts away to reveal the pain it for me it's like the the turnover like i start like my eyes start to hurt i'm like uh yeah. maybe i'm hung, maybe i just have a headache and then i turn over and then like all the poison in my body is released <laughs> into my bloodstream and i just yeah. have to sit there and feel miserable and anxious and hot and horrible but if you nurse that bad boy until like 2 p.m. and then you go to like a checkers or a cookout. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Except it doesn't fix us All anymore. Right. Only kombucha no. and smoothies will fix our hangovers now. Or not having 17 drinks in one night. <laughs> Not not having seventeen drinks in one night, or taking all the medication you would take after you wake up before you go to sleep. Oh yeah, that's help. a game changer for sure. Uh, but be careful with I don't know. Don't don't overdo it with ibuprofen on an empty stomach full of alcohol. Your stomach lining will start to bleed. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. So just be wary of that. Anyway, let's get away from this. Look, yeah, let's talk about anything else. Also, don't don't take a lot of ibuprofen if you're strength training. It'll really uh, it'll it'll blunt your adaptive response. So if you're trying to get swole, stay off the ibuprofen. Also, fun fact about ibuprofen: uh, if you've got like a retainer for your mouth, or like you have braces, and you take ibuprofen that night, nothing will happen. So. Stay away from it. Wait, I'm confused. If you take ibuprofen and you wear your retainer, it will not keep, like, it won't work. (laughs) Oh, why? Uh, I don't know. Uh, They didn't tell me why. I guess when you wear a retainer, it is, like, Like pushing your your teeth in a direction they don't want to go in. So it is causing, like, some level of... Like the medical definition of injury, which is creating inflammation. So maybe the greater level. I don't know. I'm going to look that up. That's fascinating to me. It's just what they told me. It would be funny if it wasn't true. But what are you going to do? I mean, doctors lie. 
They all, all the time. COVID? Ha! Not all, real. All we know is doctors fucking lie. Because they get so much out of it. You know, they get so much money and recognition and fame for lying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All that money they get for saying that things exist. Yeah, it's not from their practice. No, no, no. They just get They're it. shadowy they entities that pay them to have certain opinions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A crest. The which, toothpaste people. Which is funny because the people who actually believe what we're describing do believe things that are peddled by people who are actually paid a lot of money by shadowy entities to have certain opinions. Fascinating. It's always projection. Thanks, Peter Thiel. Yeah, T-H-E-I-L. Yeah, you idiot. <laughs> you idiot. That's how your name's spelled, you dummy. See, it's not uh, It's not slander if you call someone an idiot, because it's a matter of opinion. Yeah. All right. Let's talk Let's about go on any, anything else. Other, yeah. Other things. Well, there's a bit of a dark cloud Hanging over one of our favorite film franchises, John. A Dark Cloud 1 or Dark Cloud 2? Because Dark Cloud 2 was a lot better. This is Dark Cloud 9, John. The ninth Dark Cloud. Yeah. Uh, So apparently, as of... When when did this article... When were you written? Nobody knows. 2017. It's very recent news. No, it's 2023. How dare you? Uh, but yes, a dark cloud hangs over the film franchise that we've covered the most here on Zero Credits, John. Oh no, not Star Wars. That's right, Car Wars. Oh no, not fast. Not, the Familia? The Familia's in the danger? Fa- the Familia is in danger. Well... The production, the UK production entity behind Fast and Furious 9 is in danger. Wait, hold on. The UK, pro- so not related to the 10th movie. No, the 9th movie. Okay, wait, so the production company in charge of FF, F9 The Fast Saga. Correct. Okay, understood. Yes. Yeah, so uh, this happened in 2019, but the uh, the the sentencing happened very recently. Sentencing, yes, people heads heads are rolling, buddy, because apparently uh, a stuntman by the name of Joe Watts. I believe we've talked about Joe Watts. He had a, a horrific accident. On the set of F9, the fast side. That's right. We were doing we were doing like a Joe Watts health watch until we realized that it was way too sad and inappropriate to keep doing that. Yeah. Uh so um the judge has considered Watts to be, quote, lucky to be alive, unquote. After hearing that his safety line became detached during a stunt that was rehearsed but changed during filming. The court heard that the safety line was not checked between takes. District Judge Talwinder Butter. (laughs) Talwinder Butar, maybe? Maybe. Sitting at Luton Magistrate's Court. 
criticized the decision to alter the stunt at the last minute, adding that the matting underneath should have also been adjusted. Uh, Long story short, the UK production entity in charge of the stunt and the safety and the stuntmen was fined uh, to the tune uh, equivalent to one million US dollars. Uh, okay. I don't think that's fair. <laughs> you, it's not enough, right? Yeah, it should be so much more than that. Didn't F9 make like $800 million in the box office or something like that? Very close. On its release in 2021, it made $726.5 million. That's why they call me the Broadway Whisperer, baby. Uh, It should be... I mean, I don't know the current situation with uh, Mr. Watts, but like a traumatic brain injury that you are at fault for, I'm talking like 50 mil. Yeah, so I know the production company didn't reap all of that money. They didn't get all the profits, but they got a huge chunk, right? They did all the stunts. Yeah, I mean, I don't care, I guess, if... Um, I don't care if they got all the money. Like, if you're responsible for someone almost dying, you, know, you okay, owe yeah, a yeah. lot of money. I hear you. The movie could have made zero dollars and I'd be okay with them getting fined like $10 million for this. I'm okay with that too. I'm just saying on top of that, they also have the money. They have that money. Yes. Like it's not as though even if they didn't have the money and they would have to go bankrupt, I'm okay with that too. But in this case, they're not going to go bankrupt. So find them even harder, you know, like go after them. But yeah, uh, Joe, Joe Watts apparently suffered brain damage. It's not disclosed to the extent of that brain damage, um, but any level of brain damage to me seems like it should reap a hefty reward uh, when it's through caused by negligent means. I mean, brain damage like substantially alters your ability to make a living for the rest of your life, usually. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, we got, like, you know, we got a a ton of major organs, but there's one that, like, I don't know, makes you a person. It's crazy, because, like, you remember all the CTE trial stuff that was happening in the NFL? And and in wrestling, too. And in wrestling. And it's fascinating to me how people define what the proper monetary compensation for brain damage is. And, uh... I don't know, man. I'm, I'll, I'll send you some resources, but the quote-unquote experts they got on the stand for the NFL stuff were essentially pointing at people and being like, yeah, but he'd make less money because he's black. What the fuck? Yeah, like they they would... It's it's truly incredible. Um, they, they were basically saying like, yeah, you know, they've got brain damage. And this is true in... Um, in cases where people are in like car accidents and stuff, they'll get experts on the stand who are like, yeah, this is what we project he could have made in his life without the brain damage. So maybe this amount is fair. And you ask how they derived that number. They're like, well, you know, a white person would have made this black people would have made less, of course. 
uh it's it's <laughs> it's truly astonishing like it it is real like race science stuff that is well and a lot that is alive and well in the american legal system <clears throat> that's disgusting it's absolutely <laughs> disgusting it's insane i'll send you a podcast about it oh my god like do they do the same thing of like well since our client is a woman yeah that's 75 percent that's so dumb there there is there is actually a uh i think there's a fairly incredible case that i can't cite to uh but they had one of these experts saying like uh this is how much we think that she i believe the the um i believe the victim i guess was i don't know legal terms uh but they're like well, we think she'll make this much, you know, adjusted down because she's black. And then the um, the person representing the victim said, well, how do you how do you know my client's black? And like, just kind of set it off handedly. And like the judge, like, really freaked out about that. It was it's cool. Uh, don't do race science, yeah. folks. Yeah, yeah, it's like legally define my client's race, please. <laughs> yeah. Also, I I think there would be a real business for a uh, like a law firm that explicitly took on these cases and used the defense of, well, I have it on good authority that my client intends to identify as white within the next three months for the rest of their life. Uh, so, right. how would you adjust that figure now? Yeah, it's like why 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 the hell does a person's identity factor into how much they would make if they had a working brain? Who's to say they're not they're, they they couldn't go to like take night classes and become a lawyer and then their income would be completely different. Like this is it's dumb. Yeah, it's 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 truly crazy. And also a, a million the equivalent of a million U.S. dollars for life-changing brain injury. Also, I, I also maybe don't know how U.K. courts work. Is that who does that fine go to? Um, uh, I just want to make sure my my man Joe Watts is getting taken care of. Um. Uh, <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Let me just read up on this the article UK from, penal code. Yeah, the article from Deadline does not say where that money go. Yeah, I I wish I knew how anything in the legal system, either in the United States or in the UK, worked. Yeah, I think uh, much like in the game Monopoly, it just goes to the bank. <laughs> That's not good. The bank didn't get a brain injury. Mister Watts did. Yeah, but no, but then other it it puts more money back in the circulation so that when you cross go, you can get your two hundred dollars. Ah, trickle down. Yeah, uh, no, it just doesn't say. I'm sure the details are being kept close to the the vest. But weird to see yet another instance of Fast and Furious in the news for bad reason. I, I am uh, happy that, once again, we did stop the Joe Watts Health Watch uh, because it was a bad idea and it was disrespectful. Um, but I'm glad to hear that Mr. Watts is still alive because uh, that was a concern for a while because we were covering it right when it happened. Mr. Watts, I hope you're okay. 
come on the show. We don't have much to give you, but I'll, I, I can kick like a hundred bucks your way. I, what? <laughs> Not for being on the show, know just what... as a show of good faith. Okay. But only I'm if he comes sure. on the show. Anyway. Don't you love it when you check a different source for the same information and all you find is a rehashing of the same information with no additional details? That's the internet of today, baby. Yep. Don't you love journalism? Don't you love the current state of journalism? No, no idea where that, that $1 million equivalent fine is going to go. Let me hit you with the, with the Google foo. Where do fines go in the UK? And I'm not talking about where the fine broads go. Um, excesses in fine, excesses in fine revenue are directed back to the treasury. But what do you mean excesses? Fines are paid to the court system. Costs are paid to parties involved in undertaking the investigation or prosecution. Compensation is paid to those who are awarded it. Well, that last part sounds right. That part does actually sound sound right. Um, shout out to the Economic Times, um, which apparently comes out of India for having a FAQ at the bottom of their oh, man. their article about the stunt the stuntman. Uh, there are two questions in the FAQ. Question one: When did Paul Walker die? Good. Yes. <laughs> Paul Walker died on November 30th, 2013, RIP. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, he apparently, he he allegedly dated underage girls, so maybe not. Uh, But question two, what happened? People can still rest in peace if they were bad. Yeah. But question two, what happened to Stuntman Joe Watts? So not even the top of his own (laughs) FAQ section like here's an article about what happened to him here are some frequently asked questions first of all when did paul walk die secondly what happened to this guy i'm reading this article about <laughs> like what what the hell like so not 90 percent of this article is about joe watts the last paragraph for no reason brings up paul walker's death <laughs> i i want to be clear um the Economic Times, first and foremost, is a uh, large language model laundering facility. It's just all GPT. Oh, but okay. every time, Henry, and I can't, I'm so glad you've brought this joy into your own life. Every time I'm looking up a basic piece of information, I see the Economic Times. I got to click on it. They're, they're always quite good. I just... I've never even seen like an explainer article before with an FAQ. Like, <laughs> isn't the point that I had questions and you are explaining them away? <laughs> like, <laughs> can we can we talk about how completely our society has moved away from the meaning of an FAQ? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just like here are questions we will provide. Are they frequently asked? Probably not. An FAQ, which, I don't know, I, I feel like an FAQ used to be like, um, maybe like a software documentation thing. I don't know. But an FAQ is now questions we anticipate you will ask. 
which right. the fun thing about that is when you design anything you can't know what questions people will ask the reason faq exists is to clear up confusion after the fact after people have been QAing a thing, then you're like, yeah. okay, these are the questions everyone's asking. Here are the answers to those questions. Right. These are the problems our QA people ran into. Here are the answers and solutions we came up with. Um, it, it like any FAQ could be like, here's what you need to know. <laughs> yeah. Paul Walker died. This guy alive. That's it. Every FAQ that I write about software from now on will start with. With when did Paul Walker die? <laughs> <laughs> it's always relevant. Uh, listen, I, I don't know what to tell you. People keep asking me that. It's yeah. by the very definition of frequently asked question. You know, what are you going to do? <laughs> Someone makes a frequently asked question. It's like question number one. What's your deal? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying Where, my best. <laughs> question one. Where do you get off? Where do you get off? Question two, what are you doing in my house? <laughs> Get out. Get it? Because people ask that a lot. Anyway, this is the frequently asked questions section on btk.edu. Wait, buying torture torture kill? Yeah, .edu. Wow. I Good for him. Opened up the university. <laughs> you can tell, you know, he saw everybody else was doing it at the University of Austin or whatever. Uh, I haven't checked in on that in a minute. Yeah. I wonder how the University of Austin or whatever money laundering oh, right. right wing operation that was. I wonder how they ended up doing. I don't know. I, I remember reading the headline and I think we reported on it. That allegedly they were going to have their first classes in Houston, which was just really funny. That is very that's funny. The wrong city, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not. I don't care to follow up on it right now. Yeah, no, it's it's fine. Austin is healing. A lot of the yeah. shitty right wing comedians have moved. Uh, get out of here, Mister Rogan. Please get out of here. Please move to friggin' Chapel Hill. <laughs> So remember a couple episodes ago, you, you talked to me and our, our dear fam about this, the, the effect that TikTok is having on like the comedy scene where people might be like having plants and doing like really good crowd work because they worked it out beforehand. Oh, I've, I've had a number of conversations uh, in the community since then that have uh, solidified that belief that that yeah. is what's happening. I, so I'm going to take sort of that idea that a new medium is affecting an old form. And I'm going to take that in a different direction. <laughs> okay. This is just how my brain's working right now. And I apologize if the, the, the flow isn't making sense. But um, I wanted to talk about how streaming has sort of changed the way we as a culture consume television shows. Mm -hmm. So if we flash back to before streaming, let's just like a, for instance, pluck a random event out of the air, the series finale of Seinfeld. Okay. The night it aired, Frank Sinatra died and, uh, 
he they were able to get him to a hospital so fast because nobody was on the road in New York City because everybody was watching the Seinfeld finale. Just a little known fun fact. Uh huh. But today, these streaming shows they come out and they can be really good. I I, I finished on HBO Max a show called Scavengers Reign recently. And it's very, very good. It's animated. It's sci-fi as hell. It's like uh, a space freighter crash or has an, a catastrophic incident and their crew end up on abandoned on this planet. Oh, my God. That sounds so far up my alley. Yeah. It, it falls like three groups of survivors and they're all having these kind of beautiful, quiet moments trying to survive on, on this horribly violent, brutal, very natural world. Um, and it, it was beautifully animated, beautifully scored. The soundtrack put me at ease during my COVID woes, uh, even though what I was watching was very graphically uh, violent. <laughs> but I enjoy, I, like, I consume this show. And in the past, I would then go to work and, like, go to the water cooler and talk to people about this show. And we would all be like, oh, yeah, we all watched it. Like, this was the discourse. This is how people consumed and talked about the media that they consumed. Because it there were only, like, eight channels putting out content. So everybody watched the same shit. Now there's so many channels, so many streaming services creating nonstop. Every week is a new thing. So what are, what are we to do? And I, I found a really weird instance on Reddit because I looked up Scavenger's Reign on Reddit. I wanted to see what people were saying. And what I found was repeated multiple posts with like the same sort of verbiage. It's like, why is no one talking about Scavenger's Range? It's, it's such a great show. But like posted on different days by accounts that were brand new. And I realized whoever was doing the marketing behind this show is trying to create virtual water coolers online and artificially do the same sort of discourse we used to do before streaming but artificially and virtually to boost the show's views. Uh, wow. I, I had not seen that, but it, it doesn't surprise me that marketing would do something like that. Yeah. And this is, this is, this is full COVID brain. This is, this is conspiracy theorist nonsense. It might not be true, but there was just a number of very similar posts in a very recent time span but we're like basically doing the same talking points each time. I mean, I, I think it's almost certainly true. So like a lot of people consider golden age of TV to be like lost and breaking bad. Uh, yeah. Two shows which were released sequentially pre streaming and captured the entire nation's attention. Uh, I think maybe the last show to do that was Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah. And it, we haven't really had that since. Like I specifically remember like theory crafting on message boards about Lost, post making Lost 
gifts and theories and writing thousands of words about the show. And I, I think it's maybe part of a, it's endemic of a thing that we're having to face as a society is like, and I don't want to be all like freedom, freedom is a prison or whatever. I don't want to be all Foucault about it, but like having an infinite number of choices actually kind of makes it that you don't care about anything. <laughs> like, right. So the, the most recent example post streaming that I can think of hearing people talk about a show in the real world in real time as house of the dragon, uh, which was a pretty good first season. And I think it gave people like a little bit of what they liked about game of Thrones, which is like high budget, low fantasy, uh, gross, incestuous knife fighting, uh, which, <laughs> which people love people, people wow. love that shit. Don't know how you did it, but you checked off every item on my must-have for a TV show. <laughs> I think that's what most people secretly want in TV shows. Honestly, I think um, I think Bran getting pushed out of the tower in Game of Thrones like activated the nation. They're like, "This is what I've wanted to see. I've I've wanted right. to I've wanted to see a show that will that will take it there." Uh, but I think that any show, if they're not dedicating market spend to trying to make people fucking care about it because that's how you take off like you know who wants to be and i love ryan johnson a lot and i love natasha leone and i love everyone associated with poker face but like what was poker face it was a show uh, that came out sequentially not bingeable no one cared about it i thought it was pretty good bring back um br bring so back funny. like de detective shows in the style of columbo and that you already know what happened that's nice that's fun uh, it's very funny that you mentioned that because uh after i finished scavenger's reign today i've been watching poker faced and i've been having a blast with it it's a great show it's but great. it's it's a yeah and, and this this opposite of, wait what does the word dearth mean again um <laughs> dearth is an excess yeah, okay. scarcity wait no, no it's a scarcity dearth is a scarcity yeah wow so this opposite of a dearth of just high quality tv shows or just tv shows there's just too many of them survivor is now 90 minutes it it's over for us tv has won we can never watch all of it and because of that, it's like, oh, this show is really good. It's like, well, who cares? I don't have time. I have 90 minutes of Survivor to watch. My my wife um, and I just finished a show called Blue Eye Samurai, which we talked about right. in the pre-roll. But, like, I finished it. I loved it. It was one of those shows that, like, the second we were done with work or whatever, I'm like, can we please watch Blue Eye Samurai? I just really enjoyed it. And now that it's over, I'm like... It is cast into the same, uh, like, tasteless morass that every TV show is. Like, I cared about it. But even now, I'm like, I don't care about that much. And maybe it'll never get a second season. I, I have no idea. Maybe, there is no way, no fucking way for me to care enough about this show to get enough people to watch it to move the needle. Right. Right. I had a very similar experience with another Netflix show that just came out. Uh, uh, Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. 
a show that I really enjoy and I really like. And the creators have come out saying there's probably not going to be a season two. But I can't talk to people about this unless I know they're a Scott Pilgrim fan beforehand. Because it's not – it's like it was made for me. The, uh, <laughs> it's the really fasc- good. I really enjoy it. The fascinating I, I, thing to me about Scott Pilgrim Takes Off is it is a show that is at the same time for fans of the Scott Pilgrim movie, which I am not, and fans of the Scott Pilgrim comic, which I am. And it services both audiences perfectly. Yeah, it's really good. Anamana really like Good music. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, but it's like you have to. I guess that one's a little different because you have to be a fan. <laughs> you have to be a fan of Scott Pilgrim for me to like try to pitch it to you as like this is something you should watch. Even though it's like that's probably the one of the better, if not the best animated thing I've seen this year. And but I haven't seen Blue Eyes Samurai, so who knows? Blue Eyes Samurai is fine. I don't know. It's never going to get a second season, and no one's ever going to fucking care about it. Yeah. Meanwhile, you is going to get thirty seasons a show i couldn't care less about if you paid me i i you is my my trashy tv i love it i love you it sucks and it's bad i feel so i I feel so bad every time allison has watched you because pretty much every (laughs) single episode i'm like i get it like yeah the, the writing could not be less subtle like it's it's yeah it's very unnuanced and that's fine i really like pin badgley sure the lead in you because now i've seen him in other stuff and i like like outside of the you role i'm like okay he's he's pretty fun shame he's in you because it sucks but uh um so uh before before we go into the weeds i just did a, a little quick google search the phrase why is no one talking about scavenger rain and then i and then read it at the end because that's how you search google these days of course and uh i have found one two three four five <laughs> so upwards of six posts Amazing. all within the past month with very similar wording why is no one talking about how is it not being talked about more what an absolute absolutely incredible show why aren't more people talking about it mm. i mean so I, I like to think they what is that um five thousand dollars in marketing spend per post right i maybe it's just it's <sighs> You know, I I get the inclination. I get what they're doing. They're they're trying to re they're they're capitalizing on the nostalgia of talking about a TV show around the water cooler at work to try to get more people into it. But at the same time, it's like you know, I don't like they're weaponizing that. They're they're, not, they're chasing do do? they're chasing a unicorn, right? They're chasing organic growth. Yeah. They're chasing Which is impossible. a show or anything that gets increasingly popular on to a lesser extent its merits but more the fact that it struck some kind of chord in the zeitgeist that made people generally in the milieu excited about it and that was much easier to do when there were fewer tv shows and you know 
looking back, I don't think everyone was like crowding around their TV to watch Just Shoot Me or Spin City. There have been stinkers constantly in TV. It's just like the problem is as we get wider, like the stinker bar is always the same height. And as we get wider with the providers of entertainment, it's just harder and harder to rise above the stinker bar because there's something for everyone's taste until we eventually get to the point uh, where we can like curate someone's recommendations based on their profile and literally show them TV shows that have representation of the kind of things they want to see using AI. Uh, and then no show matters because no one will care because nothing's actually a thing anymore. So that'll be fun, but that's like 20 years away. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> getting organic growth for something that has now shown all of its episodes. I feel like the peak for a stream mean show is a week to week release where you hype up each new episode and then once it's all out you you back off because you're not going to capture a new audience with the full thing out you know yeah it, it it's why disney plus does the week to week releases for pretty much all of their shows cuz they've got a built-in fan base and they know that if they dumped it all at once they would get a burst of engagement for a short amount of time and then that would be it by by doing a week to week thing, that's and you've got eight episodes. Let's say that's two months of organic engagement because you're hyping up each episode, releasing them on a drip feed, and keeping your streaming service relevant in the the circles of social media organic mentions. And then when that two month period is over, you release the next show starting a week after the last one ended. And you just keep doing that for different audiences. uh, Changing audience to audience, but it doesn't matter because you're still being mentioned organically on like Twitter and on all of these stupid websites that have to spoil things the second they air. And that's just keeping the cultural cachet of your your whole platform going. I mean, I think Disney really... Nailed it. Though granted, the only show that I've heard people talking about in person saying things like, oh, I need to get home, a new episode of X is dropping tonight, has been Loki season two, three. Yeah. Um, People are very excited about like getting home to watch Loki season two or whatever. Uh, Though I couldn't give a shit. That was good. Yeah. Uh, That was weird. Um, no, I, even though, (laughs) I mean, yeah, Loki season two was good. I I mean, sure. It's just the only one I've heard people talk about, like in real life, the closest thing that's happening right now is like gen V, which might be over. I don't know, but like, I, I love the boys and I think the people, I think the people behind that show are writing some of the smartest, most biting dark comedy on television, maybe ever. But you know what? I didn't even know that Gen V was over because I tuned in for a couple weeks. I'm like, who gives a shit? You can watch everything whenever you want. Why? Why? Who cares? Yeah. It's just so hard to yeah, I, I, I care bin- about anything now. Yeah. I binged all of Gen V in one day. 
So, <laughs> okay, so it's over because for I, it is over. Yeah, it's a fine show. I like it. I like it more than the boys. Honestly, um, I find it the the characters more relatable and the character. It's like this one's more character driven. The boys is more plot driven. Yeah, and uh, the most recent season of the boys was like pretty top heavy and bloated. And unnecessary, and really, I think like most of the most of the meat of the boys is the stuff that they're doing with Homelander. Because man, you can't. Yeah, they really in in that character they gave the writing room of the boys carte blanche to really tell you how it is with the right wing in America, which is really cool. Yeah, uh, and no other show is talking about that. Gen V's fine. It was it was good. I like it a lot. I like it. More Gen V, please. More Loki season two. Uh, Gen V's picked up for another season. Uh, oh, you know what else got picked up for another season? What? Fucking Reacher. Blue Eye Samurai. Fuck you. Scott Pilgrim. Fuck you. Reacher season two. Here we go. Alan Richson. Big as hell. In a new city. Gonna kill people. The uh, the the dad core audience is they're not cheering because that's not quite their speed, but they are happy at this. Point. I did notice that after I started watching Reacher on Amazon Prime Video, some of my Amazon recommendations started to be for like uh, ratchet sets and everyday carry knives and like yeah, like tactical yeah. dad shit. I'm like. You don't understand. I'm not a tactical dad. I just love huge, beefy men and <laughs> violent murder. Yeah, no, I'm. It, it, it's like, oh yeah, people who said, oh, I could probably fix that, and people who watch Reacher is, it's just a circle. It's just a circle. Yeah, and when I watch Reacher, <laughs> I think I could probably fix that, and I mean the orbital bone and the, the <laughs> skull of a man that I hate. <laughs> Oh, I thought you meant you could fix that as in, like, you could fix Jack Reacher. He's just a troubled boy. He just needs somebody to care for him. Well, that's the problem with Jack Reacher is this is a criticism in the books and in the show. He's just perfect. He's like a Uh, perfect man with perfect memory who's stronger and bigger than... It's it's like the Reacher books and the Reacher TV series is basically if you took, like, a demigod and put him on Earth. It's pretty ludicrous. I highly recommend Reacher... It's good. I gotta say, one of the and they're they're translating the books like totally faithfully, <laughs> pretty consistent. Oh, good. Pretty, good. I'm glad they are. <laughs> pretty consistent. I mean, that's important, but pretty consistent. You know, people didn't like Tom Cruise being Reacher, but pretty consistently, they have this like witty repartee that would be at home in like Monk. Kind of like uh, oh, like yeah. one of these shows where like, oh, they're trying to stop a bad guy. But, you know, however, they're having this witty repartee after Reacher like plugs a dude in the back of the head and breaks his legs. So he fits in the trunk of a car and then it cuts Jesus. to them being like, I didn't get to try that peach pie yesterday. It's it's incredible. Also, it's even more incredible when you realize that the Reacher books was written were written by a British guy who has a very poor understanding of American culture. Uh, Yeah, Peach Pie. Peach Pie, they're great. He's in Georgia, Peach Pie. Oh, sweet tea. Sweet tea and Peach Pie. Can't go wrong. 
Can't go wrong. Anyway, watch oh, Reacher, man. fuck Blue Eye Samurai, and all the other fuck Scavenger Rain, all these good shows. It's funny. Fuck Raised by got... Wolves. Oh, I love Raised by Wolves. Oh. R.I.P. Um, it's funny because this segment started out with me pointing out what I believe was a marketing campaign to recreate that feeling of standing around the water cooler and, and chatting with your coworkers or friends about a show you watch. And then we just fucking did that. Maybe the answer is you just have to get over yourself and do that with people. Yeah. You just start a podcast, get COVID trap your, your co-host in a room and just talk about the shows you're watching while you recover from COVID. And just pray that your co-host has had uh, two room temperature rum and cokes and wants to talk about Reacher season two coming Reacher, at you. Season two, it's, it's gonna hurt you. It's a lot like Poker Face. Did Poker Face get a second season? I have not heard. I mean, I fucking hope so. God, I love Natasha Leone so much. Uh, it's a really cool concept. She she has one little thing she can tell when people are lying but it's not as though they there's a lot of lies per episode it, it's really deftly crafted there's like one or two lies she picks up on and then she's like she doesn't immediately glomp onto them and like why'd you lie it's just like oh shit the more i learn about what's going on the more i have to come back to wait why did you lie about that it it is it's a perfectly formulated like episodic mystery show like a Columbo because the character has like one or monk it's 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 in the monk vein uh it they have like one thing and a number of quirks and it's it's just it works so perfectly like the those episodic mystery shows have like a limited number of ingredients and use them to great success I will say poker face it's very smart because they show you the crime happening before the actual episode begins, Columbo style. However, they about midway through the season start being like, oh, we'll like misdirect you yeah. about how the murder happens. Granted, it took Columbo like four years to start doing that. So I'm glad Poker Face started doing it sooner. Yeah, well, Columbo walked so poker face could run for sure it's true and then um, when Columbo was walking away he turned around and he was like just one more question oh is that his that's that, his, is that, that, his that is that is his thing okay uh I, what i really like about the structure of poker face is that yes it shows you the crime beforehand but then the mid the mid episode reveal is always oh and also charlie was there the whole time yeah <laughs> then th this is where she fits in and like it re-shows you kind of what you already saw and you have to piece together like, okay, so she was there for all this. Now we get to see how she's going to clue in that there's been a murder. It's always a murder. Someone yeah, of always course. has to die. I think the only Poker Face episode I really didn't care for was the barbecue one. That was a little too cutesy for me. Yeah, that's one where um, I I had watched half of it. I had watched the murder and then I stopped watching it, and then I came back to it later. Uh, it's like watching two episodes, two, two halves of the same thing. It was very interesting. Ooh, a two-parter. Anyway, TV's good, except it isn't. To watch Blue Eye Samurai, there's too much stuff. There's too, too much, much stuff to talk about. And I think the only takeaway is uh, don't fall for online marketing schemes trying to create the water cooler. What you need to do 
my dear fam, is to create the water cooler yourself for free and just share shows that you liked watching with the people you like talking to. That's the only buzz I need. That's right. Don't fall for marketing ploys. Have the courage of your fucking convictions to talk about art you care about with people you care about. Because that's all life fucking is, man. That's all it is. Alternatively, marketing people, don't waste your money with posts on Reddits. Pay us. We'll gladly watch your show and talk about it for a nominal fee that we shall be discussed later. (laughs) Pay us to shill for you. We are for sale. Make good art first, though. We won't shill for just anyone. But just talk to us. We've mentioned a number of shows on this episode just now for free. Think about what we'll do when you pay us to talk about. Yeah, I mean, think of the ROI. It's important to note that no one here on the Zero Creds podcast has been paid to endorse any product. Once again, Reacher Season 2 coming soon. Yeah. Alan Richson, New City, Big Man, Kill Men. And with that... <laughs> Uh, I, I think Very good. I think Very good. that that might bring this episode to a close. So I'm going to throw it to my good friend, COVID Henry, to throw it back to me because I'm doing the social media reads. That's right, John. And also, thank you. And you might have to do them next week, too. My, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm flagging. John's going to tell you how to contact us. I'm going to cough into my hands for an hour. That's right. If you want to get in touch <laughs> With us, you can do so on uh, Twitter slash X, I guess, um, the company that has an AI that says it would use a slur. That's right. You can contact us on X at ZCPCWHJ on X.X. And I believe my friend COVID Henry knows what that stands for. That stands for, um, shit, brain fog. That's right. And if you want to send us an email, you can send us an email to zero credits is a podcast at gmail.com. The email of Google. If you can believe it, if you're listening to this podcast, congratulations, it's over. You can resume your dreary life. If you want other people to listen to this podcast, we are on every podcast service, asterisk, in addition to the one you listen to it on. We are on Podchaser, Good Pods, Google Podcasts, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Music. The platforms are rapidly decaying but if you're on a rapidly decaying platform a great way for people to hear about the show is for you to leave a comment a review a star rating a little thumbs up a video of yourself saying i like the podcast any of those would help but the greatest way to help the podcast is to find friends talking about the season the series finale of seinfeld that's right they go to jail you walk up to those people and you say first of all I have three really important things to tell you. Number one, 
I am a time traveler from the future. Number two, Frank Sinatra is breathing his last breath as we speak. That's right. The big bopper is is at his end. Uh, Frankie D has gone to meet his maker. And third, in about 20 years, 20 plus years, a podcast is going to come out called Zero Credits. You should listen to it. It's pretty good. And then you should wire them your life savings. That's right, because word of the mouth is the only way we can survive. So tell your friends, tell a group of people surrounding a water cooler in the 90s. And we'll be good to go. Oh, my God. COVID, Henry, just interrupted me. Classic symptom of rapidly worsening COVID brain fog, brain turning into mush. He's got it. He's got COVID bad. He's got the bad COVID. I, I, I zoned out and there was a pause. So I thought you were waiting for me to jump in. Oh my God. I don't know if you guys hear this, but he's gone delirious. His brain's cooked like. <laughs> Like pumpkin and miso soup. What? Henry's you cooked. Put, you put pumpkin and miso soup? Uh, you don't generally, but I do. Get a kabocha, kubocha. You can eat the skin, cut it into little cubes, boil it in some miso soup and soy sauce, and you get yourself a little dinner. And from everyone here at the Six Feet Social Distancing Zero Credits Quarantine Studios, deep breath, we want to wish you a happy week. Get well soon, Henry. Goodbye. Thank you, I will. Bye-bye. Oh, you do.